0: Robots Radio, games, lore, stories, community. Just press play. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the absolute best and easiest way to host your podcast. And get paid for it by running ads just like these. And take it from me, I've hosted at least seven of my podcasts on Anchor.fm. I recommend it to every show on our network. And other hosts are going to charge you upwards of $100 every year just to run your podcast on their host. Anchor.fm does it for free. So go check out Anchor.fm for more information. The Cyberpunk Lorecast is now brought to you by our awesome patrons at patreon.com slash... Cyberpunk Lorecast. Everyone who supports the show gets episodes early and an ad-free experience. Plus, it's pay what you want. It starts at $3 a month, and you can pay more if you'd like. Go check it out, patreon.com slash cyberpunklorecast. Robots Radio presents... The Cyberpunk Lorecast... Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. Cyberpunks, we are back. This podcast is back on again. I apologize for taking a long break. Some other things came up, and with the delay of Cyberpunk 2077, I had to put some of my other podcasts, the other Lorecasts, Fallout lore cast The Elder Scrolls lore cast some other projects that I've been working on to the forefront. So I hope you will forgive me for taking a break, but I'm happy to say that the Cyberpunk Lorecast is back in production. And I'm going to be turning out more episodes to get you ready for the release of Cyberpunk 2077. So with that said, let's turn to some news because there's some interesting news coming out recently about Cyberpunk 2077. First of which was a tweet by Shinobi602. Shinobi602 on Twitter is the communications guy at Wushu Studios and is also the host of The Joy of Gaming on The Escapist magazine. And Shinobi602 tweeted out recently that, and I think you're going to be happy about this, that the game currently is complete for launch. It will be ready on time. September this year. And also that the virus, the coronavirus COVID-19 will not affect the launch date of the game. So we know that they delayed things a number of months back in the end of 2019, but we're not going to see any more delays as far as we can tell now. Also, the uh, next gen version of the game is also ready. And there will be a free upgrade to the Series X. Now, he can't necessarily confirm on a PS4 to PS5 upgrade, but that's, that's good news. Chances are Sony will have to follow if that's what Microsoft is doing. So I would recommend don't hesitate to pick up whatever version of the game works best for you when it comes out this fall. Grab it, play the game, enjoy it. And then if you decide to upgrade to the new consoles, which come out later this year, then go for it. And if not, hey, if for some reason the PS4 version doesn't upgrade to the PS5 version, then, hey, at least you got to play the game and enjoy it, and you didn't have to wait a few extra months to see it. So in other news, we have an article that came out recently on IGN, which notes that Cyberpunk 2077, and and this isn't only on IGN, I'm just quoting the IGN article here, will have at least two DLC expansions. This will be just as big, if not bigger than the release of the expansions for The Witcher 3. So I'm going to quote the article here. It specifically says, during a Polish language meeting with investors, and I don't know how to pronounce this name very well, Kaczynski, maybe, was asked about DLC for Cyberpunk 2077, which is set to be released on September 17th. Kaczynski was asked how big the DLC will be and when they'll be announced. As translated by IGN Poland, Kaczynski revealed that players can, quote, expect no less than Witcher 3 expansion size, unquote. Considering that the Blood and Wine and Hearts of Stone DLC combined to at around 40 hours of extra content, give or take, that's quite a bold statement. As for when the players can expect an announcement for the DLC, Kaczynski told investors, quote, expect a similar scenario to what we had for The Witcher 3. CG Project famously announced both Witcher 3 expansions a week before the game's launch, meaning CD Projekt could potentially announce DLC for Cyberpunk shortly before the game is released. So this is exciting as well. One of the things that CD Projekt Red has done well in the past is meet expectations when it comes to quality and to the the expansions of their games. They put out the information very clearly to say, here's what you're going to get on launch a very large game with hundreds of hours of content. And by the way, once you finish that, if you're still interested, we are going to keep working on it and we're going to keep releasing more DLC. So consider that you're going to get a main game that could be hundreds of hours plus two expansions, which would total another 40 hours at least of content. Plus, and they, they noted this back in the fall. Multiplayer. A multiplayer component that will come out again in the future. And as far as I can tell, this is all absolutely on track. CD Projekt Red has made so much money with The Witcher series to this point. And then with The Witcher TV show coming out in the fall, there was new information this last, uh, this last month or so about how many copies of The Witcher 3 sold on each platform. Now, this is pretty amazing. Spieltimes.com wrote up in a, an article about this as well, and they noted that, according to a chart that they have on the site, chart 18 from the presentation shows that in 2019, a whopping 53% of The Witcher 3's total sales were for P- PC, while 26 were for PlayStation 4, 10 percent for Xbox one and 11% for switch. What's interesting about this is the total number of sales. Get this in 2015, the sales topped around 9 million in 2016. They were around 4 million sales again, 2017 around 4 million, a little bit over 3 million in 2018, and then in 2019 rose again to above 6 million sold. That is a lot of content put out there. And this is is a story about what people want, about giving the public the thing that they want, and about building and creating quality. When you put something out there that gives people more than they expect with a great story, awesome gameplay, amazing graphics, this is what you get. When you don't nickel and dime them for every little unlockable piece of content or box, loot box that comes out, Sure, I'm sure those sales for some of those games can top this game. But how much better would you feel as a developer and a publisher to create a game that is universally lauded and five years after launch almost sells as many copies as it did when it first came out? That is amazing. It's also interesting here that the PC is the lead spec on this. This is the opposite of most game releases. Most game releases will outsell on the PS4 and the and the Xbox combined, and then also the Switch, if it comes out on the Switch, compared to the PC. And oftentimes, individually, you'll sell more copies of Modern Warfare on the Xbox or the PS4 than you will on the PC. And this game isn't just a game that will play on any PC you have. This isn't World of Warcraft that's been out for 15 years and will play on your laptop without a independent graphics card. This is a game that when it came out was testing systems and pushing them to the limits. And still today, it takes a hefty graphics card to run the game on ultra settings. And yet, they sold, if I add this up across the board, roughly 10... 12 million copies, somewhere in that range, on PC. That's a lot, a lot of PC content. So, let's just say there's some awesome news coming for Cyberpunk 27, but that's probably not a surprise to any of you. Alright, after the break, I will be back with some more information about the soundtrack and a new faction that's been revealed for 2077, having to do with Sex workers. See you after the break. All of the podcasts on Robots Radio are sponsored by Gamefly and Loot Crate. So check out the show notes for the links. For GameFly, you can get a free month of whatever game or movie rentals you want. That's a free month. You can sign up right now. Just click the link in the show notes, and you can get whatever games or movies you want. Free shipping, all that for a month. 30 days of whatever games or movies you want. You can return them whenever you want, and then just check out the next one. So if you want to get access to whatever the new games are for free, check out the link in the show notes. Also, 15% off Loot Crate. If you're interested in Loot Crate, get a bunch of swag to put on your desk, shirts to wear, things to put on your walls, of video games, movie characters, all sorts of cool stuff. Check out the link in the show notes and use the code ROBOTSRADIO to get 15% off. Make sure you use the links in the show notes so they know we sent you. Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons and Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. Cyberpunks, thanks for tuning in. This is your host, Robots. And I just want to thank those of you who have tuned into this podcast and are still subscribed or coming back to check out the new episodes. I know I took a big long break and I apologize for having to go away for a while, but now that I'm back, I want to just say thank you so much to all of you. Thank you to any of you who dropped a review on Apple podcasts or whatever podcatcher you use. Any of you who talked about this podcast to a friend or sent me a note. I got a really nice note the other day from somebody who said that this is absolutely one of their favorite podcasts, and that means a lot. So thank you so much for even just being here and listening. I really do appreciate it. So I just wanted to let you know that this podcast is now back on the regular regular set, the regular track, the one of the shows that I'm going to be doubling down on, and this show will continue to evolve The rest of the lore casts that I do, the the Fallout lore cast, the Elder Scrolls lore cast, the Dungeons and Dragons lore cast, which came out recently, all have pretty standard formats. Most of the time, it's me or me and a co-host on the Dungeons and Dragons lore cast, and we're talking about very specific lore for the world. Now, as you've noticed with this show... I'm doing a lot that has to do with news and other updates. And of course, when 2077 comes out, I will be talking about things that happen in the game, factions in the game, some of the spoilery stuff, but probably not too much of the, of the nitty gritty details about the, the actual game story itself, more about locations and and maybe characters and things like that. Um, and, As I go on with this podcast, there's only so much actual lore to the world that I can address and pull out of the original documents from 2020 and the other the other sources from the original tabletop games. So this show is going to continue to evolve. Chances are I will have guests on the show in the future. And I may even change the name. I love having a series of shows that are called Lorecasts, but I might turn it into something a little bit more general. So please go with me on this. And I apologize if Lorecast isn't necessarily the best title right now. So this may change in the future. Just wanted to let you guys know if you are interested in helping out the show, then one of the things, as I noted before, is to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That is a big Big help. And anybody from this point forward who leaves a rating and writes some words in a review, I will be reading out on the show. A five star ratings will get read out on the show on a future episode. So, just a little way for me to say thank you to the community for helping me to grow this podcast and for just being here and being a part of this. Just wanted to put that out there. If you're interested in getting involved with the rest of the community that is building around this game, then the Robots Radio Discord. This is a show on the Robots Radio Network. It's a network that I started and is growing, is now at 17 podcasts. And the Robots Radio Discord has hundreds, over 800 people on it right now, all talking about the lore behind games games like fallout and elder scrolls and now cyberpunk. And we're going to grow that group as more and more people join the discord and people are getting together and playing games together. And one of the things about the robots radio discord is that it is the nicest group of people on the internet. Talk about a diversity of individuals who all just want to get together and have a good time, be supportive of each other and play games together. They're some of the coolest people. So Check that out. It's in the show notes or search robots radio discord. It'll come right up on, on your Google search. And to wrap up this section of the the episode, very, very special thanks to Buterin. I hope I pronounced that correctly on Twitter who sent me a private message Just the other day that said, I have listened to all of your episodes, even the Fallout 76 ones. (laughs) Some people aren't so much into Fallout 76, but maybe that'll change with Wastelanders. And I just started listening to the Cyberpunk podcast and it's an absolute screamer. I love it. Can't stress it enough that you have to keep making these podcasts. You help me get through the day. Viking regards from Iceland. I love that. I love getting... Messages from other people, especially Vikings. That's that's pretty awesome. Uh, but thank you so much for that personal note. And just to be honest here with you, this was a a note that helped me get back on the horse. Let's say I was planning to come back to this show, but hearing that directly from you months after I put this podcast on break was something that hit me very personally and. It's one of those things that comes up time and time again as I make these shows. The fact that something as simple as putting a podcast out there and me taking a few hours of my time to put something together for you to help you get through your workday. I know how valuable that is for me and how valuable it has been for the last decade plus getting me through my workday, having something to look forward to, having a friend on the Internet who I enjoy listening to and at least getting one side of a conversation, even if I can't chime back in directly necessarily. So thank you, Buterin, for that message. It means the world. Thank you so much. All right. I'm going to stop gushing over you guys. Let's get back to the show. All right, so let's talk about the music and the compositions behind Cyberpunk 2077. There's an article by comicbook.com who writes, Composing the game's score are Martin, and I'm going to get this name wrong, so please forgive me, Prize by Lawitz, I probably messed that up, P.T. Adamsk, and Paul Leonard Morgan. Well, at least I got that last one. Comicbook.com got a chance to speak with Leonard Morgan about his work on Amazon's Tales from the Loop, and we also asked about the unique collaborative process of working on Cyberpunk. He notes here that working with the guys on Cyberpunk was a unique experience, and that they loved his work on Dread, but wanted to do something a little bit different, but using that as a starting point. He goes on and says, quote, and I think the thing with cyberpunk is the question of what style is it? And this is a great question. Cyberpunk music could be anything from rock to electronica or anything between. He goes on and says, quote, I would say that it's hardcore electronica. Leonard Morgan continued. And there is hardcore electronica, but it's not this kind of dance music or EDM. And we've got Russian synths and Polish synths and America, American synths. There are loads of synths going on there, but there's also humanity because there's a lot of humanity in cyberpunk in a very different way from Tales from the Loop. But there's stuff that happens in really emotional moments, even as there's obviously full on chase sequences going on. So we've got real instances of going over the top with it, but there are some really haunting bits as well. You've got all this stuff that goes on. You really kind of create an emotional connection to those characters. I would say it's hardcore electronica with a lot of humanity. And I love that. That sounds perfect. Electronica with humanity involved. And isn't that a wonderful analogy for what we're getting in cyberpunk? Humans merged with electronics. Electronica merged with humanity I also love that he mentions that there are some really haunting bits as well. Some of the darker haunting synth tones are the ones that I really like the most. All right, so let's wrap up this episode with a very interesting article about one of the new factions. It looks like they are starting to put out, they by meaning C- CD Project Red, is starting to put out more details About different factions that show up in 2077 that haven't been in the tabletop games before. And the one that they put out most recently, just this last week, is a faction called the Mox. And there's an IGN article about this that I'm going to quote from. So, quote, formed in the year 2076, the Mox is a militant group actively working to protect sex workers from violence and abuse, unquote. So, very interesting. I don't know that we've ever had a faction like this in a game that I've played that is very specifically for sex workers. This is a very adult topic and a very controversial thing in our own world. This idea that people who do something that many people would consider immoral also deserve protection, and a certain amount of respect simply because they're human. It makes a lot of sense. It goes on and says, quote, the Mox are among the first all-new factions created for Cyberpunk 2077. Many other factions, including the Netwatch and the Voodoo Boys, existed in the original tabletop universe. CD Projekt remixed those other factions, updating them to meet the needs of their narrative and the evolving timeline of the Cyberpunk universe. But the Mox is something completely new. According to their social media account, they posted this tweet that says formed in 2076 after the death of Elizabeth Lizzie Borden, Lizzie Borden. If you know who that was, uh, ax murderer who killed her own parents, a strip club owner and ex prostitute who treated her workers fairly and defended them from violent clients. The Mox refers to themselves as those who protect working girls and guys from violence and abuse. So two things I'd like to point out here. One, the idea let's go back to the previous quote here from the actual article itself about CD Projekt remixing the other factions. That seems interesting. And of course, it makes sense that they would have to do this. But the idea that factions like Netwatch and the Voodoo Boys are going to be a little bit different and expressed a little bit differently than the original tabletops in order to meet This new timeline, new dialogue, but it also makes sense. You move forward 50 some years in the future and you're going to get differences in the way these factions are run and played out and maybe even a little bit of the flavor going on behind them. The other thing I want to note here is that it's interesting that it says that uh, those who protect working girls and guys, and that's another thing that this series seems to be doing a lot of, is inclusivity. This idea that you can build whatever character you want, you can go with whatever gender you want, you can uh, live in this world that is way more diverse and accepting of different kinds of sexuality and of course there are male sex workers that is uh, we have those that's there's no question about that but the fact that they are very specifically putting this in their pr content and being very clear about it is a very good sign they're aware that this makes sense for their world and that this makes sense for our world this makes sense for people who are interested in the those topics and the hotbed of those issues even in today's world so a lot of cool news coming out recently, guys. I would love to hear from you. Send me a note on Twitter at Cyberpunk or just follow in order to check out the new updates that I'll be putting out there. But send me a note specifically about what you are most interested about this game. I want to know what you're looking forward to. As more and more information comes out, and as the hype builds over the summer, let me know what you're looking forward to. I want to share some of the things that you will be sending me on the show in future episodes. Also, if you are a cyberpunk creator and you're putting out podcasts or YouTube content or images or art, those kinds of things, shoot me a note as well. I I want to follow your stuff. I want to be tuned in to what this community is building. And I would love to help showcase your work and even just maybe even have a conversation on the show in a future episode. So let's, Let's start talking. Send me a note on there, or just jump in the Discord, Robots Radio Discord. You can always hit me up on there or send an email. You can send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com. And those are the main ways you can get a hold of me. Next week I'll be back with a episode about a lore topic, most likely one of the other types of roles that you can play in the games. And until then, stay safe in Night City. I'll talk to you later, Cyberpunks. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Do you like adventure? Yeah. Do you like laughing? Uh, yeah. Would you like to listen to a group of people you don't know, play D&D, and reference retro pop culture you vaguely remember? Um... Excellent. You're going to love Committee Quest. We play D&D in the world of Amaran. We use adventure modules and supplements made by people in the community. We also have a sweet synthwave backing track. Come and join us on our adventure. Volume 1 has been completed. Volume 2, coming the end of January. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Ever wanted to be a content creator but had no clue where to begin? Come join me as I sit down with content creators that have already faced the challenges you're up against as they discuss the tips and tricks that help them be successful. Here on The Content Creator's Guide, available wherever podcasts can be found.